So it's the start of a new decade and a new year. And, you know, as uh, in December, you know, just a month ago, which to me seems like ages ago, um, as ministers, we always have to put together kind of planning ahead what our topics might be for the coming year and, it's, and also putting together sermon topics. And so in an early discussion uh, in December with my oldest daughter, I was telling her that we were going to have a, a topic for January about integrity. And I said, you know, I'm just not quite sure what to preach on that first Sunday. And she said, well, you know, it doesn't really pay to be a people pleaser. And so I hope you'll bear with me as I share with you today parts of the discussion and parts from my own life that my daughter brought up in our discussion early this December. Um, During our discussion, my oldest daughter posed the question to me. She said, Dad, if you had to pick just one thing What would be the most important thing for leading to a happier life? And I thought long and hard and before I answered a question, and I pondered, what would be the most important thing for a happier life? And then it hit me. I believe that the most important thing for a happier life is living an authentic life. And she and I discussed the concept of just what does that mean. So the following are some ideas that she came up with, and I share them with you today because I think they have merit for each of us. Live with total integrity. Be transparent, honest, and authentic. Do not even waver. White lies, false smiles, quickly snowball into a life lived out of alignment. It is better to be yourself and risk having people do not like you than to suffer the stress and tension that comes from pretending to be someone that you're not. Or professing to like something you don't. Pretending I believe, will rob you of great joy. You know, I spent the better early part of my early life as a people pleaser trying to meet everybody's expectations, trying to keep everybody happy and liking me. But as I got older, I began to realize that when we're trying to please others, we're usually out of sync with our own wants and needs. Now, it's not bad to be thinking of others. It's that pleasing others is not the same as helping others. Pleasing others is not the same as helping others. People-pleasing, in my personal experience, is a process of guessing what other people want or what will make them think favorably of us, and then acting accordingly as if often subtle and usually unconscious. Anytime we pretend to be or feel something that we aren't, we're living out of integrity 
with ourselves. And anytime we're doing something that is more about influencing what others think of us than is about authentically expressing ourselves, we end up out of integrity with ourselves. Now, being out of integrity has pretty serious consequences for our happiness and for our relationships. Here's what happens, I believe, when we aren't being authentic. Number one, we don't fool anyone. Say your work or school or at home and you're trying to do your best to put on a happy face, even though you're not happy. And you may reveal that to friends, that everything is fine, but those who know you know that everything is not fine. And so every part in our brain, we have these negative feelings, I believe, and, and called they can trigger minor neurons, according to science. And so trying to suppress negative emotions when we're talking with someone, that we don't want to trouble them with our own distress, increases our own stress level, and at times can also increase theirs. Number two, we find it harder to focus. You know, pretending takes a conscious effort. It's an act of self-control that drains your brain out of the power to focus. That's because performing or pretending to fee or feel something you're not requires tremendous willpower. So that little fib at the water cooler you told in order to make yourself seem happier is going to make it hard for you to focus later in the afternoon. Number three, you'll become more stressed and anxious. Let's just call it pretending to be or feel something you don't, even if it's a small thing, and even if it's relatively meaningless, and even if it's meant to protect someone else, it's a lie. And lying, even if we do it a lot or are good at it, is very stressful to our brains and our bodies. The polygraph test that they take really depends upon this. Detectors don't detect lies, but rather detect the subconscious stress. They also detect when someone's vocal pitch has changed in a nearly imperceptible way. The body tightens and the vocal cords tighten. We don't lie or pretend to perform all the time, of course, but when we do, it's important to see the consequences. Increased stress, decreased willpower, impaired relationships, and living unauthentically makes life hard and cuts us off from our sweet spot the place where we have both ease and power. Now, I believe that people-pleasing is born out of fear, fear of being disliked for some, fear of abandonment for others. Such as things as, we'll go where you want to go, we'll leave when you want to leave. We get lost, and pretty soon we forget exactly who we are. I lived my life this way for many, many years and in turn began to feel empty and resentful but could never seem to put a finger on why. I spoke with a mentor and she challenged me to think about which area of my life I felt most dissatisfied in. Examples popped into my head, perhaps my career, my home life, my body image, my finances, but no, it was something much bigger 
I was dissatisfied with my life. And I realized it was because I had no root in authenticity. And so many times in our lives, in order to get us to change and to get on a correct path or to take a new turn, it takes a dramatic event to wake us up and, in my case, to help me to be and live more authentically. Such an event occurred several years ago. I had been brought up with this expectations, you do your best, you go to the best school, you um, graduate, you get a best job, you have a family, and life just goes on and on and everything is wonderful. And you live in a house with a white picket fence and you have two children and two dogs and cats and on and on and on. And so I bought into that concept. And I was living a life where the person on the outside was not in con- was incongruent with the person on the inside. And at the six months after the birth of our fifth child, my daughter Debbie, my wife of 12 years, had decided that she wanted out. In her parting words, it was, I wish you will find yourself and start living an authentic life and be true to the person that you are. She left, and I left me with five children to raise and to work with and suddenly be a single parent. And part of the stress that I dealt with was in my sexual orientation trying to suppress something that I knew that the person inside and what I was putting outside was not congruent. And so I began to live an authentic life. I began to be the person on the inside as well as the person on the outside and to bring them together. And I've been trying to live this authentic life for many years and it has brought me much happiness extreme joy. It hasn't been free of trials and it hasn't been free of disappointments and it hasn't been free of myriad of sometimes very challenging experiences. But the thing that has been constant as I stand here today as your minister is that it's been authentic in that joy and that peace that has come into my life all these years as I have tried to live an authentic life, I would not change. We all make mistakes in our lives and we all make choices. And as we move into this next year, it is my hope that each of us will look in the mirror and ask ourselves, Is the person that we see in the mirror congruent with the person inside?
you know, I was probably one of the best people pleasers. And I was probably one of the best creating what I thought people wanted to see so they would like me and accept me. And so through my life experiences, there's a lot of things I've learned. And here are just a few that I share with you today. Number one, you aren't treating yourself with love and respect when you regularly do things for others that they're avoiding doing for themselves. Number two, you aren't treating yourself with love and respect when people violate your boundaries and you don't speak up about it. Number three, you aren't treating yourself with love and respect when you say yes to something but really want to say no. Number four, you aren't treating yourself with love and respect when you internalize others' dissatisfaction and take it on as your own problem. And number five, you aren't treating yourself with love and respect when you hurt yourself in order to make others happy. Over time, I've come to understand that my efforts to make other people happy were like deposits that I was making in a piggy bank with a giant hole in the bottom. So if you're stuck in a people-pleasing cycle, chances are you're subconsciously being attracted to people who need you to soothe them, their discomfort, because they can't do it for themselves. Since they don't know how to manage their own emotions, they'll continue to reach out to you whenever they're in crisis. And on occasions when your pleasing behavior is not enough for them, they'll blame you for their discomfort. If you want to make changes in your life, it's time for you to see this pattern clearly and stop basing your sense of worthiness on other people's approval of you. Change your perceptions, beliefs, and behaviors. Make contributions to a bank that pays interest. Receive the love and respect you so desire by celebrating your freedom from the longing to be accepted by others. So what can we do as members in this community as we begin a new year in this new decade together? Here are just three things that I recommend. Take time this day to write down the successes that you have experienced this past year. This will surprise you and help you to begin to build a strong reservoir that you can draw on in times of your own self-doubt. Number two, write down at the beginning of each day or at the end five things that you are grateful for. I promise you that if you do this for at least three weeks, you will find your perceptions will begin to change and you will get more in tune with yourself. And number three, do something for yourself each week, whatever it might be, but do something for yourself. Part of learning how to stop being a people pleaser and to live an authentic life is to be in touch 
with your feelings in that person on the inside. By connecting with our true selves each day, we can find joy and strength to deal with whatever life might throw our way. My challenge to all of you today is to start today to begin to live an authentic life of integrity. May it be so.